0: internet it is me brian sykes how back with another episode of
1: start the beat whoa
0: i've decided that's how i'm gonna introduce the show from now on how do you feel you're about
2: gonna that? heavy metal scream at me
0: is that a heavy metal i guess that was a little like <laughs> uh halford painkiller-esque sort of
2: yeah a little bit
0: yeah do you yeah. want to try no. Give me your best, Rob Halford. I need him now. Everybody, please leave a comment if on the next episode you want Stacy to give you her best, Rob Halford. Oh my gosh! I think we're going to get a lot of votes for that. I don't know. Maybe it's
2: sound more like Billy Talent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, there's an interesting thing that we can talk about, which mm-hmm. would be, you know. For those who have been following my online video content for a while or may know, you know, me and Stacy personally, Stacy has an interesting relationship with different front men of bands. I tend to find that some people who tend to be vocalists that are rather um, revered and thought of as like great talents are people that tend to bother (laughs) Stacy and then on the flip some of the more we'll say abrasive styles of vocals like a Billy Talent or a Judas Priest Stacy's all about what is it about abrasive men or abrasive people sounds in general that you find appealing
2: what do you mean by abrasive? What's this what's what what is your what's your context as far as abrasive?
0: I guess I'm what? thinking like you know something that's a little bit more shrill maybe <laughs> something not necessarily off key or like you know like a poor technique technically okay. but just something that is a little bit out of the norm you know like Billy Talent has a very obnoxious sort of snotty kid with a mouthful of bubble gum and a baseball bat yeah, sort of attitude, right? Exactly. And then Rob Halford just sounds like, you know, a demon from the depths of hell.
2: Right. Which both of those play into like my inner being for, for one. Like they're both in there.
0: To be fair, if I were to like... If you were to like come up to me at gunpoint and mm-hmm. be like, draw a picture of Stacy caricature now, it would probably be a little demon with a backwards <laughs> baseball cap and a big wad of bubble gum and a bag of potato chips with a baseball bat. But one of those baseball bats has like the nail through it.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: You're kind of like a um. You're like a naughty Looney Tune. <laughs> So, okay. you know, being able to have this very uh no pun intended, whimsical uh appreciation for what I will jokingly call the dark arts. We'll say, you know, okay. heavy metal music, goth aesthetic, rock aesthetic that sort of stuff in general, I'm just going to refer to it as the dark arts. Sure. How does somebody who came from, you know, a background that wasn't perfect, like most of us, Mm -hmm. how are you personally able to find the whimsy in this and appreciate it, you know, on a level that is like, you know, this stuff is like, like Judas priest isn't necessarily something that is meant to be laughed at. Right. And I don't think we're laughing at it. I no. wonder if it's like are we laughing with it or we just do we just appreciate how like over the top this kind of stuff is.
2: I think I think that what it is that appeals to me as far as like all of that it's just it it's it, it all boils down to like passion. Um If I really think about it, um like music and stuff, the stuff that I listen to isn't because it sounds pretty or whatever. It's because it makes me feel something. Usually if I'm listening to music or like I resonate with a voice or something, it's something that like has like raw emotion behind it. And it's not necessarily that like they're trying to be perfect in any way. Sure if that makes any sense. So like for Billy talent, like he's shrill and like annoying as fuck, but it's like amazing at the same time because like, he's really like pulling from something inside him where like, I don't know, you got what's his bucket from incubus and he can go to hell.
0: (laughs) You know, I think that I can understand and I definitely relate with how, you consume music because I think that I consume music and art in general in the same way like I don't need something to be perfect or technically good I just want something Mm -hmm. that is unique and something that is like putting something out into the world that is unlike anything else Mm -hmm. you know there's not really anybody that sounds like Judas Priest or Rob Halford besides Rob I mean there are people now but you know back then when starting you know this was an originator, Billy Talent sounds like Billy Talent. Yeah. There aren't other things that sound like this, and there's movies and art and um I'm sure comic books and all sorts of things like people are contributing their own unique thing to the world. Now, I could argue that incubus also does that, but I think that I this isn't this isn't an incubus argument. I could totally <laughs> understand why you wouldn't like incubus because not even outside of um brandon i don't even remember his name brandon boyd is that his fucking name (laughs) is that his name i think so i think so brandon boyd might be like (laughs) some fucking like food network chef that i'm confused i don't fucking know but i think it's brandon boyd i don't know why the name's escaping me but incubus in general um, has a style of music that I just don't think appeals to you. Cause yeah. I don't think you're much of a, um, I don't think there's a whole lot of new metal that you like that, that steers away from like the spooky new metal. Cause there was different realms of new metal. There was right. the spooky new metal. Then there was like the bro new metal. Mm-hmm. And then there was like the, um, the artsy new, like the artsy fun new metal. And I think. I don't even know what you're.
2: Fucking saying right now. <laughs> like,
0: what well, artsy fun new metal would be like? Deftones, because they okay. weren't spooky and they weren't really broy.
2: But they're not f- really fun either. Like, I, I, Deftones I would, have, I would lose the Deftones and with spooky.
0: I mean, they kind of, I, I they think have that air. They bounce between all of the different genres, but I think that if you listen to early Deftones. I think that there's a lot of stuff that I would categorize as fun. And in the newer records, there is still songs that are like, I wouldn't say they're joke songs, but they're kind of like, there's like a tongue in cheekness to them where I could tell that they're having some fun. But I think that, um, incubus kind of was like, (sighs) this is probably not the best way to describe it, but they were like, like the, like the jam band of new metal. In a weird way. they came, There was like this weird, funky, sort of like very California thing about them. I don't even know if they're from California, to be completely honest I don't
2: with you. Know. I have no idea where they're from.
0: I just, I I mean, I don't even know why I continue to try I, to talk to you know. about Incubus. They're the worst. The worst? The worst? The worst. I hate them. You can't. You know I hate them. I know you do.
2: The one time that Brian tried to listen to an Incubus record while I was home, I left. That's true. Uh... <laughs> physically left the home without saying anything and for
0: those of you that are wondering it was science it wasn't like morning view or any of the like more uh radio friendly stuff it was you know incubus at what i consider their their gnarliest but it was still just not not for stacy what's in your cup
2: some sludge sludge (laughs) cup yeah This is like very cold coffee from this morning um, that I was drinking uh, from literally like, when did I wake up? (laughs) Ew. (laughs) (laughs) But it's gone now and there's just like a puddle of sludge in the bottom of my cup now and that's great for me.
0: Were you ever into puddle of sludge? (laughs) (sighs) What is a band from your like middle school high school days because i know that you still like a lot of that stuff that you did when you were a teenager i I do i do as well but are there any bands that you listen to then like now you're like how and why did i do that or do you feel pretty comfortable with your your artistic choices as a teen
2: um i don't know i think that there was like a lot of like weird pop music that i listened to as a kid that i'm like why but like that was when i was a kid i feel like right around when i was like 14 is kind of where i figured out like what kind of music i like stylistically and just kind of like hung in there
0: um you know what's interesting for me is that I don't have really any music from my, like, younger years that I regret listening to. Yeah. But I will say, like, in my, like, early to mid-20s, whenever, like, the MySpace era happened and there was, like, all of that, like, very early era, like post-hardcore screamo (laughs) you're talking about
2: being like 20 and that's when i was like 14 sure
0: sure sure (laughs) sure but there's a lot of stuff from that time frame that i look back on now and it's like this weird blur because like i don't give a fuck about Any of that stuff, but there was like a short time frame, a few years where like I was really, really into all of those bands. And it's very interesting how temporary that style of music was. I mean, a lot of those bands are still around. And who knows, maybe in five, 10 years, I'll go back and revisit it and be like, oh, this stuff was good. But as of now, no thank you. A lot of that stuff is hot garbage. I don't know what it was about any of that that I found appealing at all really going back other than the fact that it was something new, something that I hadn't heard before. And also something that a lot of my peers and the people that I were hanging out with, um, it's, they were into all of that Mm -hmm. too. So I think like it was very, um, influenced by environment as well. You know, Mm -hmm. have you ever found yourself, um, you know, in your later years, discovering bands and liking them that like you knew that they were bands, but you never really thought that you would like it. Like say, for example, say I would have played you incubus, right. And you would have been like, Oh fuck. I thought I hated this band, but I like them. Obviously that didn't happen. But has that happened with any other bands
1: ever?
2: I think that there have been a few that have kind of like gone dismissed that I didn't necessarily, like, think I wouldn't like them, but, like, they just never really come across my plate in that way that I could, like, consume it
1: necessarily, even though I had, like, heard of them. But, yeah. Anybody that you can think
0: of Not in particular? really on the top
2: of my head. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Spotify and just stuff just kind of goes whoop. Uh, but, like, there's definitely been a few that... Um, have like kind of popped up and I'm sure I probably like liked a song or something. Um, if it came across my plate, trying to get a little bit better about that as far as like letting Spotify figure out playlists and recommendations and stuff for me.
0: Yeah. I've had like a really um, poor relationship with discovering new music over the past couple of years. Um I don't know why. I think that I have a really hard time trying to find new music on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I have a really hard time even just like wanting to like sit down and like listen to new music. If I have the time to listen to music, I kind of just want to listen to something very specific or like try to listen to a record that I bought like six months ago that I still haven't listened to, you know? Right.
2: I think that a lot of the time though, whenever I just kind of pop on a song, I'll let that play, and then, like Spotify just kind of automatically does that thing where it just like keeps going and makes like whatever puts on whatever is next. And I just like let it happen um, because usually whenever I'm listening to it, I'm like working on something or um cleaning something or whatever. So like i don't I'm not really like thinking about what's playing necessarily. But if something strikes me as like, oh, I like that, then I'll hit that heart button. Yeah,
0: I've been finding myself um, really interested in a lot of music that is very normal lately, like very unbelievably normal music. Like I have no interest um, in like finding new cool electronica or cool death metal or weird obscure hip hop. It's like the only music that I find myself getting excited about is like new pop stuff. And I don't know why that is in particular. I think there's something about like, maybe it's me just as an artist trying to understand why and how that kind of music works as well as it does and why people are willing to digest and invest in very, very, you know, simple art. But I mean, like really, if you like get into the nuance of it, there isn't, there's a lot of nuance when it comes to even the things that seem to be the simplest you know sure and maybe that's a conversation that might get a little bit too nerdy and meta to kind of dig into right now because i don't know how much of your creative brain you've ever considered applying to like music or writing music i okay. know you've played guitar yeah once upon a like time
2: that. um I don't know. I feel like sometimes too, like you get into a loop and you're just like super heavy into music and everything and you listen to like everything that there is and you're so super excited about it. And then all of a sudden, like you kind of just need a, need a palate cleanse Yeah, and you just fall back into something that just like is simple. Um, Whether you're trying to like pick it apart or not, just kind of like, you're like, well, this is, this is where I need to be right now to
1: reground and like regroup and in terms of like your, you know, musical
0: background. Sure. Um, I know we, we have talked about, um, you, you know, playing guitar before Mm -hmm. and you listen to a lot of music and you still listen to music. And I'm curious, like, Was there a specific reason why you never like pursued it to the next level? Was it just something that you lost interest in or you got distracted with other
2: things? Honestly, the reason why I didn't continue guitar was because I wasn't allowed to practice at my mom's house. Um, So that, that kind of was a killer for me. Um, But like, yeah, if I would have actually gotten like proper lessons rather than trying to like learn by ear, Um, and had more resources, I absolutely probably would have pursued more. Um, I wanted to learn piano too, but that was off the table. Um, Also, like, I don't know if it's because um, parents didn't have resources or if it was just that um, it was off timing or what the deal was, but it just kind of was one of those things where it was just kind of like, nope, you can't, so...
0: It's so strange when parents shut down the like creative will of like a growing brain. Now, I don't have a fucking child. You don't have a fucking Mm -mm. child. So we can't really go on telling people how they should fucking parent. But it just seems like obvious to me that if like your kid is into something that isn't like terrible or dangerous that right. you should like facilitate it regardless I of could, what you think about it.
2: I could see money being an issue. Um, and like lessons cost money and instruments cost money. So I understand that. Um, so I, I honestly like at the core of it, I think that that's probably what the issue was, mm. was just that things are expensive. Um, and I'm a product of, uh, divorce my parents have been like not together since i was 11 yeah um and i think that whenever i started getting heavier into wanting to learn more about music i was like it was between like 12 and 15 um so it was like the middle school years and everything whenever like my dad wasn't making very much money and then um like my mom had a job and everything but she was more focused on um like building a home i guess in a way um in doing things in that regard rather than helping me to like pursue different mediums of art
1: yeah um
0: i think that it's a uh, probably a really interesting pickle to be in if you are you know oh just being a parent in general i think that i don't know why how this conversation i know how this conversation got here but i don't know how i'm going to get out of this rut and yeah. talking about parents uh it, it's interesting to me just how much you have to tackle like i guess it could be really simple um, to be a parent but also like if you have like like if you're in a relationship with somebody that is um, like a creative person that does mm-hmm. a bunch of creative things and like you have your creative things that you're interested in but you're not the type of person that knows how to um, diversify like your attention onto these different things and then all of a sudden you're like focusing so much on something that is important like having a kid or having a, making sure we have like a house and all of these other things sure. that all of these other things kind of get pushed off to the side it's like what, and how long do you push those things off to the side for you don't have to push them off forever but i think mm-hmm. sometimes for some people it's like those things get pushed away forever and it's like it also interesting how people i guess the conversation to have or the question to bring up or not the question the thing to bring up i don't know how to talk my brain's yeah. running a thousand miles a minute right now um how people change. We've talked about how neither of us have changed. Granted, we haven't had children or anything like that. But even if we did, right? I feel very confident as far as that musical we would,
2: taste. We haven't changed. I, like, like, well, we've I think changed I'll, as people in some ways. We've grown.
0: I think that honestly, I feel more like in the way that I can relate to the music that I listened to when I was like fucking like ten years old, sure. 15 years old. Um, but I can't relate to the music that I listened to when I was like 20 or 25. Sure. Is I, I feel the same about that as being a person. Like I relate more to myself as a 10 year old than I do to myself when I was 20.
2: Well, I think that whenever you were 20, maybe you were trying to relate to other people too much sure. and not necessarily to your core.
0: Yeah. And I think um, that, but there are some people though who, um, that that like that core goes away and it never comes back. You know what I mean? Like like somebody like not to throw your mom under the bus, but I don't feel like your mom relates to who she was as a child, maybe as much as some other people might. Yeah, I don't know. Like as much as your your dad may have. Yeah. But I mean that's I don't know your fucking mom as a child or your dad. So yeah. I'm just putting my assumptions onto people as one does. Yeah. I don't know. You know,
1: with growing up and changing and, you know,
0: learning new things about yourself and still being a part of this, like, alternative subculture i think this is something that we've touched on before Mm -hmm. you know the idea of um aging gracefully or like how do you like mature gracefully you know when you still think that the mortal Kombat movie is one of the best ever and you still like macaroni and cheese and you still not saying that you shouldn't like these things as an adult i think maybe i have like this like warped idea of what being a grown-up is or something and like i guess like it's still really weird for me to come to terms with like i'm gonna be 37 years old this year and i just feel like i haven't maybe in some ways done the best job of being like an adult but that's probably not fair for me to treat myself like that. Right.
2: I don't know. Um, I think that that's all subjective. I think that like being adult, being an adult can be whatever you want it to look like. Um, in more recent years, I think that I've been kind of thinking about it more as I want to be a good role model. Um, for like my youngers, I have a 14 year old little sister and 11 and 12 or a 10 and 11 year old niece and nephew. Um, and I teach kids at an art studio. Um, so like I want those kids to be able to look at me and be just like, yeah, she's fucking cool. Um, and just be able to be creative and show like my true self and like, do whatever the fuck I want because I'm an adult, damn it. Um, uh, And eat cupcakes for breakfast because I can. um, And drink the same cup of coffee the whole day because I can. um, And, like,
1: do art because it makes me happy. Um, You know?
2: Like you don't have to dress up in a suit every day and like go to a boring nine to five that you hate and be miserable just because you're an adult. Um, you don't have to drive like a fancy car, or have the most expensive of everything because you're an adult. Um, I don't
1: think that if you feel that being successful
2: in a, as an adult equates to like what wealth you have, it's kind of like a matter of thinking about like, okay, well, what's valuable to me. And it might not be a material thing. It might not be monetary value. It's like, what makes you happy?
1: Yeah. And I think that it
2: kind of boils down kind of back to like what you were saying about music is like, Okay, like what appeals to you is just like whenever you're listening to different genres or different voices and the way that it like makes you feel um might be subjective for everybody. Um but I want something that's going to be like gut-wrenching or make me fall in love or cry or just straight up make me want to throw up, you know? Um put me on a goddamn roller coaster of emotions. That's that's what I want to feel as an adult.
1: Okay. I feel, I feel you. I relate
0: with you, with everything you're saying. I think that I've spent, I think it's, it's in a, I don't put a whole lot of value on really anything from a monetary perspective, but. I also completely understand that like there's um, a level of freedom that comes if you have like financial security that like you just can't like compromise. You know, I think that I've spent a lot of time living, you know, paycheck to paycheck and super stressed out about how am i gonna make things work and what 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 records do i have to sell this week what you know all that kind of stuff and um for uh for a while i mean not for a very long time but you know recently that really hasn't been the case you know over the past couple of years and uh i'm very i'm very super duper thankful for that and i do feel like for the first time in my life over the past couple of years like oh like oh like this was everything that I was working towards. Like I'm actually successful as a person now. And I feel very proud of the, the, the life that I've built and the people that I've chosen to surround myself with. And um, all that is very great, but I think there's still a part of me that wonders if like, does that mean that like, I should just be like comfortable and enjoy it? Or do I need to like, keep pushing can i Any like th- is there like something else that i should be doing that i'm not doing and that's more of like an internal dialogue that's not really anything that i expect anyone to have an answer for right it's just you know i, I everyone's
2: answer is going to be different yeah
0: I, I i think that there's um a lot to life that i haven't done a lot of things that um I I I would like to do at some point in time in my life and uh now that I am you know starting to get to a point of this like financial freedom we can call it it's it's opening the door to maybe be able to do some of those things and like you know step into the next chapter and chapters of my life because it's like do I really want to keep being the guy that's you know, releasing rap records that nobody listens to. I like it, but it's like, I make, you know, when it comes to like that stuff, I feel like that's genuinely music for nobody. I feel like nobody likes it. It's a very niche demographic of people, but I enjoy making it. And I enjoy the limited amount of people that get something out of it. But also for the amount of time, and energy and resources that go into doing that? Is it going to be my best use of time as I get older and as my time that I have left gets shorter? I know that's very grim to think about, but it's one of those things where it's like that this has to end eventually. I'm not saying that it's not going to end. We have a whole album written or recorded and it sounds pretty good. I'm really (laughs) happy about it, but it's like, but like that kind of shit or like this podcast, which is like, I love doing this. It's fun to like actually sit down and talk with you instead of like, you know, whoever else. But one day we'll bring some friends over, but I still want you to be here. Even if there is somebody else on the sure. show, I enjoy having you here. I just enjoy being around you quite a lot. Um, but I'm trying to like, you know, figure out like what is the best use of my time? That's you another know, suggest- I,
2: subjective I, thing. I think, yeah, I think I, that if you're passionate about something, keep I guess doing
0: it. I'm like working this out in my head in real time in front of you. So I guess it's like when I think about like I'm worried about am I spending my time wisely? It's not so much like an adult thing. Am I being a good adult? You know, I think I'm being a fine adult. But like as a person, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I've done in the past that you've had to deal with my grumpiness and you still have to deal with my grumpiness. Sure. Um, But it's because a lot of it is a result of me doing things that I genuinely don't want to do, but I feel like obligated to do them. But it's like nothing that's important. You know, it's like a podcast or like a song or like a band rehearsal or, you know, just like something that is, that stuff's important to me but it shouldn't be
1: bringing me down like that, you know, it's, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I feel like you're still,
0: I feel like you still have like a really healthy relationship with your art and everything that you're doing. I know
2: when to step away from it when when it's too much.
0: I just, I can't wait for the meltdown. It's going to happen. I'm going to be here for you. I don't want it to happen, but I just feel like statistically it has to happen. I don't want it to and I, don't I
1: know.
0: knock on fake Ikea wood that it doesn't happen
1: you know what I'm saying speaking of that how's the well, art going
2: fake, fake Ikea wood
1: That's... no
0: <laughs> art your stuff it's going I mean I know how it's going but let people yeah,
2: know how you it. it's doing. going um trying to think up some ideas of whether I should bring certain things back or if I should work on new ideas that I have just kind of like fussing with clay and then squishing it back together if I don't like something. Um, I'm just kind of like keeping that going, um, right now. Um, definitely 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 I'm starting to get back into like hardcore production as far as like some of the stuff that I do know that I'm going to bring back because I have a lot of travel coming up um markets like crazy starting in the spring and in the summer that I'm really looking forward to um yeah
0: yeah I think that um I'm really excited to um hopefully have the opportunity to go to some of these markets with you i still remember being at like your first little pop-up that you did and it was like the cutest ever because there was just like a bunch of people walking up and they're all nervous to like talk to you and you're like nervous to talk to them and it was like but like a cute nervous not like a weird nervous but just kind of like you know like this little like hey, you know, so what's this? Oh, yeah, hey, I make this little thing. And you're just all cute handing <laughs> out your cards and stuff. And now it's all like, I'm queen mug maker. Hear me roar. Sure. I don't know.
2: But also, like, I have, I do have moments and stuff, too, where, like, if there's stuff left over in my web shop, I'm in trouble. Um, Where I'm not making any money at all. Like, these yeah. past couple of months, honestly, have been, like, rough. Um, so if you're listening and you want to help, help a pal out, go check out my shop because there's definitely some things in there that could be bought.
0: I wonder if, Um, if there's like a a parallel thing that I think that maybe, um, maybe you felt this and experienced it. It's like mm -hmm. me just trying to relate my experiences as a creator to yours. Sure. Um, where I feel like, whenever i start something anytime i've started something new
1: mm-hmm.
0: i've done something new like i put out an, a new song with a new project people are there there might be something that people really latch onto and they right. latch onto that one thing but then that's like but as i continue to release new things with that same project mm-hmm. it's like the interest just seems to kind of like I'd almost say it dies off but it very much like tapers out like there's always like these peaks at the beginning and i wonder if you feel maybe something similar happened with you
2: i don't think that that happened i think that i still have the same amount of like following and everything i just think that like there's ebbs and flows to the time of year um even though i'm making art i'm still technically retail because i'm sure. trying to sell my art um and being in retail like there's definitely fluctuation in sales throughout the year, depending on like what time of year it is. Um, If it's like a gift giving holiday, those types of things um, that come into play. So like over the summer at markets and things, people are going to go to those with money in hand, um, keeping in mind that like they're going to buy from artists. It's going to be something unique. Um, Whereas like the rest of the year, um, a lot of the time, like people are shopping online, sure. Um, but like, it doesn't really pick up online until like closer to Halloween and Christmas. Um, because those are the bigger, like larger holidays.
1: Um, so. Yeah. I guess maybe if I wrote
0: seasonal songs,
1: we could experiment with this a little bit better
2: perhaps
0: i don't know i just yeah, find that you like
2: write a christmas jingle
0: i think that my i think that what i'm thinking about is like i think i'm relating it more to like inner circle of like like friends and like people that we know somewhat directly versus okay. like strangers because sure. there's always new strangers that are coming in and you right. meet those people and that's like obviously that's the fucking goal is you want to keep
1: right meeting keep new people
0: that. but it's like super interesting how, um, like the people that are like closest to you sometimes, like it feels like they have like no idea what's actually going on with you creatively. Meanwhile, there may be somebody that you don't fucking know at all on the other side of the country that knows every single little thing that you're doing. Oh,
2: absolutely. Um, I'm sure that we have friends that I'm sure have no idea what the fuck I do. Um, Or like have any understanding of it. So I just think that that's just like a byproduct of some friendships. Like you, you have acquaintances more like that, like they hear what you do once and then like, they're just, they're stuck on the same thing and they don't actually like look at it or like try to consume it in any way. They just kind of are like, this is the idea that they have of like what you do and they're fine with that.
0: Yeah. And I think. And it's
2: very surface level.
0: I think, too, some people aren't, they're like, like, if you say you do something, they're just not going to take you seriously. Right. Um, like, oh, like, what do you do, like, for a like, living? And you're like, oh, well, you know, I I do pottery and I teach lessons at an art studio.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they might be like, oh, and like, what else do you do?
2: Yeah. It's like, Like, no, what's that's, your job job? That's what I do. That's my job. Yeah. Um
0: yeah and you know i've i've dealt with a similar thing and it's really like annoying that people like won't take you seriously unless until you've like reached a certain threshold but in order for you to like get to that threshold you need for people to take you seriously so it's like this weird gray area that like i personally feel like i've been stuck in for like a decade and um it's it's gotten past the point of being disheartening. I'm just like used to it. I think there was a couple years where I was like really bummed out by it, but now I'm just like this is what it is. But and also rewinding to a little bit earlier in the conversation, I do feel as though I have managed to like bring success to myself mm-hmm. and the you know and the people around me as a result of the things that I've done and even though it's not the crazy biggest I'm not on you know, all these cool music blogs. I don't have millions of views on YouTube or anything like that. I'm still like living a successful life and I'm happy making the art that I'm making. Mm -hmm. So that's pretty cool. Shouldn't take it for granted. No, I have to like remind myself that a good bit. I think, you know, do you have any issues? Like, I don't even think it's like, I don't have issues like comparing myself to others. I just know that like deep down that if people could hear the stuff that I was doing, I think there is a market for it. Even though a little bit ago I said that nobody wants to hear what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I think there is a market for the stuff that I'm doing, especially with like something like Gray Walker
1: yeah. and
0: stuff like that. But it's like, I, I don't know how to get, how to get it in front of people. I'm, I'm sure you feel the same too with like, your art, you know, do I you do find know your... how
2: to get it in front of people? You have to do a fuck ton of markets and like <laughs> talk to well, sure, different like storefronts yeah, and totally, things. Totally. So, um, yeah, exactly. It's, it's playing shows. Um, and really just kind of like banking on whomever is attending to like get the word out there and like express that they like enjoy this thing and word of mouth occurs. And before you know it, like you've got like, 15 new followers or something like that. Um, Like don't underestimate the power of like words because people will talk about it if they enjoy it. Um, It's just a matter of getting out there, getting, getting out there and being in front of people. Um, Not necessarily like a uh, online presence so much um, because people want to learn your personality Um, I think that like with my, with my web store, sure it's cute and like, it looks great, but, um, I think that people are more susceptible to, um, wanting to attain my work because they enjoy the interaction that they have like had with me or, some kind of like a relationship that like we've built over time from purchasing different works and stuff. And then like they get excited and I get excited about like their little collection that they have. And like, we have this cool little exchange. Um, I have a couple internet friends that like I've built a relationship that way because like we became friends over their love for my artwork and I'm so appreciative of that. Um Like, there's not a greater feeling in the world than for somebody to tell me that they love my artwork and that, like, I don't know.
1: I think that you obviously, like,
0: nail on the head with the hammer in terms of, like, you just got to get out in front mm-hmm. of people like if you're making stuff you can't keep it to yourself Mm-mm. but i also think that you need to make sure that what you are putting out into the world is of something of value like you can't mm-hmm. just throw anything out there i think we all know people that are definitely very good at putting themselves out there in front of people but they have literally nothing right to offer and, and people
2: want quality to your yeah, best ability yeah um
0: and i think that that is something that like, I'm like really hyper-focused on is like, how do I, um, as a artist don't, I, I never want to compromise my vision because I am very stubborn in all aspects of my life. But also I want to create something that is quality and something that is going to speak to people and is going to like resonate with them because you can't like, it's this balancing act where it's like, you want to have your own unique voice, right? You want to be the Rob Halford or the Billy talent or right. like whatever we did at the beginning of the conversation. Right. But like a fine line between like your own voice and like being very selfish with your art, you know? Um, I think that sometimes I've been definitely guilty of this. There's some stuff that I've made where I can go back and like, listen to it with like a totally neutral perspective right and i'm like this was just me being selfish like this isn't music for anybody but myself you know and i'm trying to be better about that and maybe that's why i'm spending so much time digesting music that is like pop culture music because i want to understand sure. like what makes this work like just like tying all the little th- threading this whole conversation together, you know?
2: I feel like, yes, but also there has been like some stuff that's like totally purely like raw has been purely whomever. And it, it's been great, like groundbreaking. Um, So it, I don't know. It's kind of hit or miss.
0: But it's I like, think that like you can be like, I think that, If you could, I think there's a way to be selfish as a creator, Mm -hmm. but if other people relate to that selfishness in a way, like I think that that can work. That's like, you know, a large chunk of like modern hip hop, right? It's all ego and me, 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 and my crew and kind of like selfish in a way, but a lot of people that um, resonate with that lifestyle. Digest that music in a way that's a little bit differently than maybe me or you would because we're not the type of people that are necessarily into those similar uh,
1: things culturally or socially. I don't know. I don't know. This is my brain all the time, except for when I'm
0: watching dumb TV shows. One thing that I feel really really good about honestly is the amount of time even though i haven't been listening to a lot of music lately the amount of time that i've been able to allow myself to get back into watching like movies and tv and engage with like podcasts and other things other creative things um, because for a very very long time i was very much in a rut of like i'm consumed with my art 24 you know i'm like working on stuff every single day i'm bouncing down demos of it i'm listening to them at work i'm taking notes i come home and just like in this cycle where like it doesn't make the music any better and honestly probably makes it worse if you're you know digging into it so so much mm-hmm. i feel really good about taking the time to just consume other art as much as i can and give my own personal work space to breathe um and i i feel like i told myself for a very long time that like i shouldn't do that like it would be bad i thought that like oh it's a waste of time if i'm not like spending every moment of my day chasing my my goals or whatever but I I don't know like how helpful any of that really was in the long run. Sometimes you have
2: to find time to make your, or to allow yourself to breathe. Yeah. Not even necessarily the, the things that you're working on. Like you, if you have burnout, like your, your work isn't going to be quality. Um, it's just going to feel rushed or it's going to feel people are going to feel the stress. Um, whenever they consume whatever it is you're doing. Um, Because there is definitely like, whenever you're working on art, there's an energy transfer, Um, whether it be music or like tactical art or fiber or whatever, like whatever you're weaving into that is what they're probably going to feel or they're going to hear or something's going to sound or feel off because you weren't in it.
0: Do you think that maybe that ties into going back to the beginning of the conversation, your interest in these like unique voices, because you feel like they're weaving a part of themselves that they genuinely want to be there versus passion. Yeah. (laughs) So the overall arching, I think theme of this conversation is like the passion of the creative mind in like, you know, how do you consume that passion from others and how do you find a productive and healthy way to um, unleash your passion
1: onto the world? Right. Sure. Um, I feel like, you know, you
0: are really, really good about the way that you um, care about, your work. I think you put a lot of time into coming up with cool ideas. You are very picky about how it is presented to the world and you're very like
1: thoughtful in the way to.
0: that you um, talk about your work. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's really, really cool. I think that um, it's something that I find inspiring as a fellow creator because i think there's sometimes there's certain things where i'm like maybe it's different because like maybe with music the the visual element that's attached to it isn't as important like everything that you're doing is visual um but you know i think that sometimes i don't put in the effort that maybe i should to make you know my stuff look as good as it sounds if that, sure. if that seems fair.
2: The aesthetic should match yeah, like, what there's, it sounds like. like.
0: There's a fucking flyer. you got to
2: create a feeling.
0: There's a flyer for a Greywalker show that's coming up that is dog shit. Total dog shit. I didn't make it, mm-hmm. but we're the headlining band on this flyer. Oh. And like, I feel obligated to like make a new flyer. For this show, but at the same time part of me is like well people have seen the flyer they know either they're gonna come or not what difference is it going to make if the right. show has a better flyer it might make a difference if there was a cooler flyer but it might not I don't know yeah whereas like you know for like what you're doing you wouldn't be like this is like a sh- it's like I can't have a shitty photo of my product everything has to like yeah it has what- to
2: be cohesive it
0: has to be cohesive and like that's really the way that I should be thinking about anything that is marketing my band or a brand or, you know, like mm-hmm. everything should look right yeah. that our name is on, right? Like not to compare Greywalker to like Disney or something, but like, you know, they're not going to put their name on fucking anything. It has to meet a certain standard. Mm-hmm. And I only brought that up because we can't have one episode where we don't say the word Disney at least once. Wow. But <laughs> um So, the fact that you are a little bit more stubborn about that, I think that that is something that I need to, like, kind of consume and not be so like, oh, well, you know, just because it's like, I'm not promoting the show, whatever, the flyer's fine. Part of me is like, I should be like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. You know, I don't want to... But then, then then, I worry, like, am I overstepping my bounds? Is it egotistical of me to be like, that flyer is not good enough for our name to be on it? Because that's how I feel.
2: If that's how you feel, then I would say something to somebody. Like, um, I don't know. Like, I, I feel that anything that my name is on is kind of like a reflection of, like, how I want to present myself. Mm. And... I mean, you know, from past experiences that if I don't look good, I don't feel good.
0: Sure. I think, I think that's fucking anybody. And that's the perfect way to put this. This flyer doesn't look good. So I don't feel good even like playing the show just based off of the flyer. The lineup's fine. The venue's cool. But like, yeah, it's like, fuck that. Like front facing image. Mm -hmm. It's just making me not feel good. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry.
2: No, but like, that's, that's exactly what it is. Like, it's a reflection of who you are, who your band is, what you, what you want your brand to look like. And
1: there's like no, yeah,
0: there's like no passion in the flyer, even though that's like a dramatic word to use for a fucking advertisement, but it just, you could just tell, it just seems like nobody gave a fuck putting this thing together.
2: No, it's kinda like whenever you're putting together a plate of food. We've had the conversation <laughs> of that about that too. Like you go to a place, you can tell if somebody cared about it or not. If they didn't give a fuck and they just threw threw your sandwich together, it's all sloppy. Did I ever really tell you my sandwich? Sam- it looks like shit. My sandwich it tastes artist story. like shit. No.
0: Um, so you know how like it's Subway, uh the they're called sandwich artists like on the name tag you never noticed that no okay maybe you just haven't gone to subway as much as i I hate subway all right so subway and incubus let's not talk about it but um subway i remember i always thought it was really funny as a teenager that their name tag said sandwich artist because it just seemed so over the top but then one day when I was at Subway getting my sandwich made, I saw somebody like the way that they were making the sandwich
1: mm-hmm. was
0: unlike anything I had ever seen before. And then I sat down and ate it and it was a fucking phenomenal sandwich. And I was like, that motherfucker is a sandwich artist. That's okay. what it means. Yeah. Yeah. Like that guy, whoever it was it. at Subway, Edgewood Town Center, shout outs. Fuck. Man, I really liked Subway. That's maybe one <laughs> thing that I miss about um, you know, my more meaty ED days. Meaty, um, ED. I mean, I could still get like a tuna sub there or a veggie sub or anything like that. But man, just a spicy Italian from Subway, that was the jam. You know, especially when you had no money and get a foot long for five bucks, it would, you know, yeah. last you all fucking day.
2: Brian wants one of them. Working cold at Blockbuster.
0: Cuts. Oh, I love cold cuts. I fucking love cold cuts. I, li- I like hot sandwiches too. Sandwiches are my third favorite food group.
1: Food group? You know what they are. What are my top three? Oh, God. Um, Come on, babe. You got this. Fuck. Pizza counts as sandwich. Pizza counts as sandwich. That is correct. You don't know my number one food? Fuck. Noodles? Sandwich? I mean, it's more specific than noodles. Thai food, Indian food, sandwich. Oh,
2: fuck. Well, those are your favorite types of cuisine. Yeah,
0: I, sandwich is a cuisine. Should've I didn't mean um, to just like flip you off, but.
2: Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck your sandwich.
1: No. I want a sandwich. Damn. I don't want noodles. We're going to get noodles in a bit. We're going to go see Jay.
2: I know.
0: If he has noodles, he might not have noodles. It might he just might be rice. He might not have noodles,
2: it might just be a rice bowl, but that's even fine too. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Mr. Bulgogi, I love you.
0: Yeah, as we're as we're wrapping up this podcast, it is uh Thursday night now. This will mm-hmm. be up on Sunday. So we will be wrapping up our our weekend. Stacy's coming out of town with me and Indigo this weekend for Taylor Swift night. Although she won't be attending the events. No, I'm
2: going to run around in Brooklyn and be by myself.
0: Yeah, we got Brooklyn on uh, tomorrow night and Asbury Park, New Jersey on uh, Saturday.
2: Asbury Park. Asbury.
0: How would you pronounce it? Asbury. 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 Asbury.
2: Asbury.
0: Asbury's.
2: Asbury Park.
0: Yeah. Sorry. Whatever. (laughs) 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 Asbury, <laughs> <Assberry>. um. <laughs> um So, uh, but no, but uh, tonight before we go, uh, scoop up and go from work, we're gonna head on down to Dancing Gnome and uh, go see uh, Mr. Bulgogi. Yeah, get some food
2: from a glorious orange and black truck.
0: I might have like one small beer if it's if there's anything on draft yeah. that seems interesting. Me and Stacy since our last episode our food episode. We've
2: been trying a cute new thing where we try not to eat after 7 p.m.
0: Yeah, we're we're doing the... Um, and
2: we're doing like intermittent fasting sort of. So and drinking we're not more eating, water. Yes. So uh, we're just like not eating in the evening, less snacking. And then in the morning we won't eat until like...
0: Yeah, I mean, it's all the, like, it, the intermittent fasting, trying yeah. to drink more water. There is definitely some more movement that needs to happen I, I could probably start doing some stretches maybe try to get into a little bit of exercise yeah. i haven't been able to find a comfortable time of my day to make it happen yet i
2: feel like um, having done just what we've been doing though i feel like i have more energy i've been waking up earlier in the morning totally. i don't feel all sluggish like i need to lay there for two hours um anymore whenever i get up i'm just like ready i'm up Because I've been drinking more water, I kind of like wake up and I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get out of bed because I have to pee. And then like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm up. So I'm going to make my coffee and go get my day started, maybe do some stretches and then get to work because I'm up and why not? Mm -hmm.
0: I have had a much easier time as well in the mornings. Um, It's funny because like I'm getting up earlier than I normally would, but Mm -hmm. like Stacey is getting up earlier than me which is like yeah. rare. I don't think you've been awake earlier than me like since you've had like a job that you had to be at on a schedule.
1: Yeah.
0: Um Stacy's really really good about sleeping, but I mean we've been <laughs> we, we've been but yeah. She's a
2: sleepy girl, but when I'm snacking hard, I guess I sleep more.
0: So I mean it makes sense. So yeah, I mean that stuff that stuff seems good. Um we bought a scale. I haven't owned a scale in a very long time. Same. Um, I, will, I will say this. Uh, I decided to take a step on that scale.
2: Oh, I did too. And I put batteries in it and I, I, I was on it.
0: I remembered how much I weighed the last time I weighed myself. Okay. And I remembered how much I saw how much I weighed today. And wow. Oh. Wow. Wow. We're talking like a 50 pound difference. Wow. Yeah. The last time I weighed myself, I was 185. Okay. I'm 235 now. Okay. That is thick. Your boy is, un- I mean, it makes sense. I used to wear medium shirts. Yeah. Now XLs are tight on me. We're yeah. getting, we're getting dangerous here. Yeah. So um, I'm really curious with this plan moving forward. I do want to stick to it. I want to be very diligent about it. And just like maybe step on that scale again in two weeks sure. and see what the number is. Or even
2: just do like a once a month thing. Do you every know, four weeks
0: um, just to give yourself some time. I don't think time. I have that kind of patience, but we'll see. I'm just curious. Yeah. I'm curious. I do feel like less bloaty. Um, uh, we talked about that this morning, but uh-huh. yeah, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. I think that, um, I mean, what is there isn't going to go away unless I like actually start doing some like, training whether that is walking more riding my bike more actually exercising like it's not just going to go away unless i I starve myself but i can't do that yeah
2: don't do that that's not (laughs) smart um i i don't know i feel like with the weather breaking and everything once it starts getting warm out and everything i don't see why you shouldn't just ride your bike to work and back you know why not just to get yourself moving a little bit yeah now you have your driver's license and everything. You're all spoiled by having a car, but like ride your bike.
0: I don't mind. I like riding the bike, but I also like being home in 10 minutes.
2: Yeah, but what's more important being home in 10 minutes so that you can come home and sit on a sofa and work on music or get in, get into a shape where you feel comfortable in your own skin
0: We need like Just exercise bikes So I could just like
2: We have a treadmill It's in my closet
0: So we could just fucking uh, You know get, get get some cardio in And watch I don't know We could do something. that we
2: could We could lug that treadmill That I have in the closet Upstairs And you could be on it While we're watching
1: some shit And get some steps in Get some steps in Maybe we'll do that Fucking
0: treadmill, Tony over here. It's my new name. Wow. Well, I think that we've uh, ran this podcast into the ground at this point, but I think we had a a good a good chat. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, we you realize an hour already happened? Adulting.
2: Yeah, I didn't (laughs) know this. The uh, hour happened, but
0: cool. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, with that being said, fun a little adult chat with with my fellow adult human partner in crime making
2: making music or make making music and making movements
0: Mm -hmm. so yeah we're we're working on bettering ourselves i think that we're both pretty happy this weekend should be a fun little jaunt as they say and uh yeah we'll see you all when we see you all next week maybe there'll be another episode probably if not if we have to skip a week then we'll skip a week who knows we're just kind of squeezing this one in to be fair
2: yeah, kind of. Yeah, was just like, this was completely today, unplanned. Today, he was just like, you want to do a podcast? And I was like, I guess.
0: And then before we sat down, Stacy was like, what are we talking about? And I was like, I don't know. And then I made a Rob Halford noise. And that's the whole conversation went is. from there.
2: Cool. Completely recap. unplanned. Thanks for the recap.
0: You got it. Play by play. <laughs> Sports. So with that being said, uh, well, I'm Brian. That's Stacy. We'll see you when we see you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Goodbye.